This is a Think Live Be production. If we are almost 66 days to the end of 2020, which that makes sense. I haven't counted it up, but there should be about 10 weeks left because I think we're on week 42 Yep. and then there's seven days a week. So if you wanted to build a new habit to start for 2021, now now's, just, now's the time to do now's it. Now's the time. Right? Yeah. So I mean, I restarted mine. You restarted which one? Uh, the morning one, waking up in the mornings, being purposeful doing something with myself in the mornings <laughs> like like going for a run yeah um I've kind of I don't know if I want to go for a run anymore because I lose too much weight when I do that and I have to oh, really poor you I know. <laughs> I know it's such a dilemma um humble but, brag uh, I have to I have to keep that weight so I think I have to do more weights um and that muscle training versus oh like running. weightlifting and, yeah yeah because the running's good for my mental that's where I like to pound out my anger is on the pavement <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really have that much anger it's just more uh wanting to be more productive for myself in my mornings and I, I know I can do it so restarting that that's good what are you doing well I'm I'm in the middle of a diet cleanse kind of thing hey i've lost you feel lighter you look lighter and brighter it's like very angelic of you <laughs> i i did i've lost 3.7 pounds nice. in three weeks that's exciting i know i'm pretty proud of it yes but you know what it's i was saying exercise to pat, and diet well i was saying to pat that well, we've talked about this before, that I don't think you actually really create whatever you're looking to do. I don't think it actually happens in 66 days. I think it happens over a long period of time. So actually, I've lost 12 pounds since December of last year. Nice. But I didn't even really know that until I looked back and said, you know, I've been working out now for like a year and trying to just be con- more conscious of everything. And then specifically this last, you know, three weeks I've been on a specific diet and um, and more purposeful. Mm-hmm. But that to be able to do this diet and do it at the level I'm doing it now has taken me doing it once before and working on that consistency of, OK, I'm going to work out twice a week. I'm going to try and add in this. I'm going to do this. So it's it's not like you can just snap your fingers and say, okay, I'm going to build a new habit tomorrow and here's my 66 day calendar and I'm going to do it. It actually takes a lot longer than that to get to a place where then you've got that habit built and then it's really easy. Like I've had really no problem whatsoever, you know, eating healthy over this last four weeks, like not tempted really at all. Well, because the, the ha- a habit isn't, sometimes when you say the word habit to people, there's a negative connotation to it whether it's biting your nails or smoking or whatever the habit is, um, what you're talking about is a lifestyle change. So it takes longer because you're not just... Defaulting. It, yeah, you're not just... Uh, it, you said diet, but it's, it, it's, it's not maybe in the last... In the la- for this one thing that you're doing right now happens to be like a cleansing diet sort of thing. But it, the year is a lifestyle change Whoa. of changing it's the first small domino well but it's all it's all cumulative it's like i'm only able to do this right now and feel good about it because Because, of all of the other things i've done in the past that have led me to this built on top and all of the like little the little um like i was i was reading 
an article uh, recently about like just the cues that that like you form habits by these cues for yourself. So bad habits are usually built around a cue too. Like if you're if you have a um, I don't know I'm just making stuff up, but like a smoking problem, maybe you smoke at a specific time of day, and that's cued by something in your in your life that leads you to then go like look for that cigarette or yeah. whatever. Um, so same thing is true for positive things. So I've built myself these habits of like checking in with myself every evening and seeing like, what have I done? And then weighing myself, um, for specifically for this thing, like on Sundays, not worrying about it throughout the week, just doing it on a Sunday. And then, um, you know, creating a plan of action on Sundays. So I know what I'm going to do throughout the week. So all of those little changes have led up to this. Right. And that's how you, I think, build a a lifestyle change. Because usually when you want to build a habit, it's just a, it's something you want to do more long term. It's not like a short term thing usually. Right. It's, well, so it what, is a lifestyle change. So you're saying you're seeking your best. <laughs> and, and that's the podcast yeah, you're listening to we, <laughs> where we try to seek out the best in ourselves as we overcome the personal hurdles in the, as real estate professionals. And I'm Catherine Stelgis. And across from me is my director of operations, Kayla Boundy. Hi. And our producer extraordinaire, Patrick Fatika. <laughs> Hello. 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 So, Hello, both of you. I haven't seen Kayla since last week. It's been forever. Wait, I saw you on Friday. Oh. When did I drop off? Oh, you dropped something day? off at yeah. the house. We said hi, bye. Oh, that. Yeah. It wasn't for you. It was for Catherine. <laughs> well, around this habit thing, though, like this is specific. I think people in the real estate industry have trouble with this because um, like it's hard to stay organized. It's hard to build habits or, and, and keep consistency on things because we're constantly being pulled in a million directions because we got clients and vendors and lenders and everybody wants their their thing and we're just being pulled all over the place all the time. So it is a personal hurdle that I've been dealing with for years and years trying to figure out how do I how do I take care of myself? And that's what this like for me specifically. It took a long time just to even come up with saying those words out loud. Yeah. Like not even realizing that you weren't Doing it. Doing it. Yeah. Like it's, and it, it takes people years to be able to figure out. Maybe people listening now have never even asked themselves that question. You get pulled in every direction and just think, well, I guess that's how this is. Well, yeah. And, and we it, do, we say it all the time. Like, and there's even a hashtag. It's like hashtag realtor life. I'm out. Yeah. On I hate sun. that. I hate <laughs> that. Eating, eating my dinner at 8 49 yeah. PM in the drive through. Yeah. Hashtag, or, hashtag. I don't know how to manage, manage my time, time properly. <laughs> Realtor life is what that is. Hashtag I, I didn't eat that. lunch today. <laughs> yeah. But that's what happens unless you try to build these systems and and stay organized and stay on track and stay on your schedule and keep but to a all, pace for yourself. All of that takes like specific, first of all, yes, recognizing it and then creating habits around it and little things that you can do to keep yourself organized so that you can build that habit. And that's where that, that Sunday thing, whenever I have a week, cause sometimes we do weird, like things get out of hand. Whenever we have a week where I have to work both Saturday and Sunday, like a whole day, like I'm, I'm up at, you know, 6 30 AM I'm getting ready. I meet somebody and I'm out the entire day, both days. Yeah. Because of what'll happen Saturday, you show the property. 
then they, they want to make they want to make an offer and then and Sunday then do an open house for a listing or whatever right. yeah but whenever it's back to back like that and of course we work Monday through Friday because we have these are our jobs and we work into the evenings and whenever that happens though I that that following week I'm not set up for success I'm frustrated it's kind of a blur and it goes by quickly you're still present but you're not effectively present yeah I'm not I'm not I'm not as productive and I certainly can't take care of myself because I didn't prepare to take care of everything else too um much less myself which actually should be first now that I said it I mean that's why they tell us to put play in our calendar first (laughs) well that is what as we're heading into like this towards November and everybody each year does business planning like one month earlier (laughs) like it used to be November was like your business planning clinic and now we're talking business planning in October but it's good to do that because everything that we're doing today is going to show up in January. Mm-hmm. So whatever last things or habits we want to build, we can start on today. Whatever we want to accomplish in January, we need to be working on that today. But all of that takes um, it takes preparation. And so you've got to give yourself the time to do that. And then when you're planning, like you said, you're supposed to plan out your vacations first. And I know most people do not do that. And I didn't even hear that concept until years into my career. And I was like, oh, well, but like, it's not even just like, I don't know where I'm going go somewhere. It's like vacations as in that time where you put your mind on vacation and you feel fuel yourself so that you just feel like you're a whole person. Like yeah, you've had be, time to relax. That's, and called unwind. A, that's called a staycation. A staycation. Staycations are stupid. <laughs> You're not going somewhere. What's the point? But but even when I when I first heard about like planning your vacations first, I did have that moment where I was like, well, but how do you do that? I don't know where we're going. Like that seems like planning too far in advance to Or what if I have all these what if I've got a closing that week and what yeah. if, like but in the in the beginning that you know all, all those were all questions that you yeah. asked yourself. But what a wrong way to think about it, right? Like if you have a closing, okay, great, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't take a vacation. And so planning in reverse of what you might think you're supposed to do when you're doing business planning has helped though because I still don't get it 100% right. We still I still struggle with taking time off, but have I taken more like I, I kind of got in this um, zone a couple of years ago where I wanted to at least have one weekend day off. And why? Because I know I need time to refresh myself and figure, like plan for the week. And if you don't schedule it. And if I don't schedule it, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this once before about how it's so easy for me to say, well, that's not that important. I'll just show these houses anyways <laughs> right. or whatever. And and then what happens? And I'm mad at myself. And like two <laughs> weeks later, you blow up. Yeah. Just kidding. But I love that's what what keeps me organized is actually just taking out like an actual planner and sitting down with that because it forces me to write out what actually should happen that week. And and you really have to think about, okay what what is on the agenda? Like, what are our what are our productivity goals? But also, okay here's my week, which which day am I taking off Saturday or Sunday? And then actually striking through it helps me remember that. Hey, that day is not open. It sounds silly, but it's just that cue of yeah, like, okay. Do you have somebody who sets appointments for you? And then that can easily just take up both weekends without them realizing that. And if you just set that time the prior week to prepare for the week to come and you already cross it out on your paper planner and then you put it in your calendar. Then, yeah, that's that's the key then is like I sit down, I look at that planner, 
go through that. And it, I don't hit all the marks 100% all week, but it just allows me to really think about what time do I need to plan my meals? Um, what time is that's what I'm starting to put in first, right? Is I'm starting to figure out, okay, well, I'm going to need to come home to make this specific meal because I can't prep that or take it with me or whatever. I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to need this time to work out at this hour, which means I need drive time to come home. So I'm planning around those personal activities first. But that took a really long time to build that habit and then put and then taking that from the the physical planner and putting it into the calendar and then saying, what and nobody then, messed then stick, with my schedule, including you. Right. I know. I tried that was it. directed to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was yelling at myself. Oh, I've yeah. learned over the time if it's blocked off, try to find something else. But that's my favorite little tool is my uh, is just my big planner because it allows me to. I think writing stuff down helps you more clearly articulate what you want to do or what needs to happen. Agreed. You mean the steps? Yeah, like if you physically write it down rather than... You mean like the calendar, like we're going on vacation between this date and this date and writing it, actually writing it in the calendar. Yeah, and actually the planner that I have from, from for 2020 has like little airplanes and little stars and stuff. Well, so. Like stickers or something? Yeah, they're stickers. That's so cute. But very did, organized of you. Well, but that's the only way that you can like you have to force yourself to visually see it and say, okay, this is this is that time away. And then it's stuck in your brain. Just like if you you know, the whole cue, that's like a cue for me, right? Is if I sit down on Sundays and I have the time to plan it out, I cue myself up for the week that I know in advance what's gonna happen. And then I'm kind of excited about that because I've already figured it out. Same thing is like the cue if you put your your workout clothes to the side. When I have done that before, I'm not for, I don't do it all the time. But when I plan that out and I put that to the side, I'm more likely to do that little extra cardio or whatever. Which is what happened. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but when I like a week or two ago, it was a week ago. Yeah, a week ago when my trainer had canceled on me and I didn't realize it, but I was already dressed. I was like, well. I might as well work out. And you worked out? And I did without <gasps> without having someone actually tell me what to do. Dang, woman. I just did it on my own because your willpower wants it. Well, I was already dressed. She was already already dressed and <sighs> ha- and it was and it was scheduled. It was scheduled. It was scheduled. It was my usual time and there was just like a little ritual around it like I come home at this time so that I can get dressed and get ready for it and then come out here to this space. Oh, I put everything out. I've got like this little routine that yeah. I've built. We have to put the studio away. Yeah, we pack the studio we away and it, it turns into side. an exercise room. And then we bring it all back out. And then right I lay everything the, out. Right before the podcast. And then I turn on the Zoom for her to join me. And then she never showed up. And I was like, huh, that's weird. That's not like her. <laughs> and, then, and then she texted me and said, oh, no, we canceled this one. And I was like, well, I'm already out here. <laughs> so I forced myself. But I, it really, but see, it didn't actually, I, I jokingly say I forced myself. I didn't actually have to force myself to do anything because I was already in that zone to do it. I had already built the habit to be ready by that time and to have everything set up. And I've done it long enough where I kind of knew what to do even. Yeah. So it was easy. But that's my favorite like organizational tool and it has built a habit for me to do that planning on Sunday. And I even put the planning in my calendar. Plan Sunday morning. 
and sometimes I move it, but the point is I have to have that time to sit down and look at that or I feel totally discombobulated all week long. Yeah. It's easy to get off track without having that on you. Yeah. And then I also, the, I do like, um, well, I like checking off. You like checking things off, like people who are to-do list Lately, checkers. Like just throw the list against the wall and be done with it. <laughs> but yes, I do like checking things off. But you used to have, do you still have your, your little notebook that you, you carry yep. around everywhere? The blue one with the habit trackers on it? Yeah. Yes. So what is that for? Well, I actually recently just pulled it back out. It's funny that you mentioned that because it went away for a long time due to just personal willpower not being there to want to remain on track with my habits um but that tracker it's a blank book you can buy it i believe i got it at target it's a blank book and it will outline each week for you and on one page it has a list of um blank list that you can fill in with your own items that you want to focus on for the week and then you just there's one seven categories and you daily you check off that you've done that on that day because it's one through 30 on the list or I'm sorry one through seven keep this straight Kayla come on (laughs) one through seven on the list and you check it off for the week and then you go to the next page and then same thing for that week Um, you just got to enter in the fields so one habit would be drinking x number of ounces of water and then waking up at 6 a.m and another one being um, whatever else I can't think of anything fancy right now Um, (laughs) But that's what I used. And I recently brought brought it back out after not using it for some time because I felt like I kept making myself feel disappointed by oh, not. If you didn't do it. Yeah, by not checking things off. And right. just time over time, I kept not checking things off. And it, it caused for me to feel at a loss with what my priority was now. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until recently I'm just like, calm down and just start over. Yeah, that's see, it. You, you stopped doing it and you went off balance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been probably, I want to say that went away just before my move to my new house. So mm-hmm. probably June, July right. is when I started oh, to too, really go off the rocker. Yeah, I'm too habits. busy. I'm too busy. Yeah, I felt like I that's was a hard, pulled. That's, the, that's where the, uh, what do they say, where the tire meets the road when uh, it's easy to keep track of all of those things. It's when you're not busy. It's mm-hmm. easy to do it. It's when it, when it's when you're busy and you can still do it. Yeah. That that's that's the important the important part, right? Yeah, cuz then you not you don't do it so, after so much time you get so disappointed and frustrated yeah. with that because you it, internally want to. Mm-hmm. It's just you're so busy in your the, day, you're the, not the reality it down. Yeah, the reality is is that sticking to it when it gets busy is what keeps you aligned. Yeah. Yep. Right. So mm-hmm. that's that's the whole trick to the whole thing. Well, you know, I don't. I don't. I, I'm saying all of this stuff as if I have some sort of big, lofty uh, idea or 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 a big giant planner in my studio. I do not have any of those. <laughs> you things. live the life. I keep everything in my. Like well, I keep everything in my head, and I'm the. T- I have a different. I don't. I don't have the same amount of people pulling me in directions the way you guys do. I don't, my, what I do is it is a different, it's a different thing. So it's hard for me to perfectly relate to it, but I can still see the, uh, how the anxiety can build up around being pulled all over. Well, you know, I used to do that where it was like for whatever it would be, um, 
if I didn't do it that day, I would just throw my hands up and be like, oh, well, like beak done. The The whole day is lost. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, this article I was reading recently um, was, you know, just it's just a reminder that you're, you're still building a habit, even if you miss a day, you're still building a habit. It's so you don't give up. The effort still counts. It's a conscious awareness of that habit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's you're still building that habit by just having it in your mind. Yeah. And if you don't do it that day, like the you'll be happier in the long run if you learn how to give yourself grace, grace. and and just say like, OK, I didn't do that today, but I'm still this is still part of my daily duties to check off so that I know that I'm, you know, on track. And then, the, and then the next day, you're more likely to actually do it because you gave yourself permission to just make a mistake. We're all human beings. And that's where I've, I've also learned, like, you know, every now and then I do have to cancel working out and that I could beat myself up over that or I could just say, I'll reschedule it and I'll get it back in. Like today. Hey. <laughs> well, oh, you, you didn't work out today. <gasps> you didn't want that on the podcast? Exposed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But sometimes we they- had to go drop our ballots off today. Oh. We drove and drop off to drop off our ballots. Don't forget to vote, people. <laughs> um, but yes, the the effort still counts. So you you can't that that's where people make mistake is that they and and I've done it many times before. I've just finally figured out that that actually isn't helpful to just give up. Mm-hmm. It's it's just to say okay, well tomorrow I'll do better. And then also sending those those cues, right? Like if you want to have that positive habit reinforced, then you've got to basically reward yourself like a, like a dog. Like a with dog. treats? <laughs> with treats. But like for real, <laughs> what if, you know, if you really have, because and then also, um, you know, the harder the habit is, the longer it's going to take. Number one, that was something I was reading that, you know, they used to say it was 21 days and we've talked about this before. And then they did a study and they said it's 66 sure. days on average. But if it's a harder activity, the average is 90 something days. Sure. Getting up, staying, saying I'm not going to drink soda might take somebody who drinks soda. We don't drink soda really, but for somebody who does, that's not going to take nearly as long as some, as saying I'm off sugar. Yeah. One yeah. of that's just going to take longer. You're just going to mess up over and over and over again. Yeah. But do- if you, if you can figure out a way to, um, I mean, it is kind of like, like training a dog, um, where where reward you systems. reward system, yeah, Re- where you're reward like, systems, where are like if you do that one thing, like if it's a tracking habit, where okay, every day at the end of the day or the beginning of the day, I'm writing in my tracker. So if I if I say okay, every morning I'm going to get up and I'm going to write down my priorities for the day at six thirty a.m. and then as soon as I'm done, I'm going to go reward myself with a cup of coffee. And I don't get my delicious cup of coffee unless I do this thing first. Then you start to actually like you're excited about doing it because then well, you get that tasty. Too. I, I, I hear you, but I kind of remember. I don't know where this came from. Maybe it was bold. Maybe it was a coach. Maybe it was something you had read. But there was a time where it was the opposite, where it was like, if I don't do this, uh, call make this number of phone calls or whatever it was in, in the next 60 days, then you have to do something that was totally against like a punishment. Yeah. Like a consequence, a conse- yeah. these consequences. Catherine's had a consequence before and she did not let that consequence go through. She got that goal met. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, well, I have done that before. And so I, I don't, I personally, I don't particularly like that approach. Can I tell you, it reminds me of that show we're watching. 
Which one? The Vow. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you guys have if you guys have HBO uh Max, go watch start watching The Vow. I'm that like, is oh some my crazy gosh, stuff. I think I I think I've been involved in this. Um no, I'm I just said kidding. Uh, kind of I've never taken a bold class, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, God, don't come after me, Keller Williams. Um, no, but uh, but, but seriously, like there there is. I mean, there's it's, about, this, it's about a cult. Okay. It's, okay. it's about, it's about a cult. Like, um, <laughs> it's about a cult and there's like collateral. Yeah. And, and it's all but it's all about it's the cult all started about like business and like being better at business and being your true self and oh, your right. better it was, self. It's a, a like, pyramid scheme around business development. Right. And um, and then it turned into like a sex, sex trafficking. Oh yeah. my gosh, they're going to a crazy gateway. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, but it is. It's very interesting because oh, in general, like everybody wants to be their best, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we've literally got a podcast about seeking our best, and you want to grow personally and figure out ways to. to you're trying to trick yourself, and um, that kind of r- reminds me of that show because there is a little bit of that in their their training programs, but ultimately that was just a pyramid scheme um <laughs> this is not a pyramid scheme this is not like we you want condone cults like you want to be your best and sometimes in order to be your best you have and build those habits to do that you have to figure out little ways to sort of trick yourself to do things that you may not nor first of all you're not used to doing so it makes it hard and and also it's not like working out is fun <laughs> okay or like whatever like building a habit sometimes you're doing things that you're not necessarily enjoying but you'll enjoy the rewards of whatever that is and you know that and so that's your purpose for wanting to do it and then you just have to sort of figure out the psychology to uh, to to sort of force yourself into those what um, you of what uncomfortable you, you personally what personally works for you well yeah well and i tried the consequence and i'm still not sure cuz they talk about like um you know, are you more of the type of person where if you give yourself a consequence, you're more likely to do something or if you reward yourself? I'm not really sure which I am. I don't know. Um, like, I, I don't know. I haven't figured that out. I'm too close to consequences. I, we have a familiar bond. I that they don't scare me anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's funny. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I don't. I don't think I would hold myself accountable as a consequence. I would just be like, who who am I kidding? That I'm, I'm going to hold eat that piece that, of candy. Yeah, it's like I'm still gonna I'm still gonna have that candy. Like what what? Well, yeah, so like, yeah, I can't I can't fool myself like that. Well, yeah, I think a lot of people have a problem with that. That's why it makes it so that hard. Realist mindset too. But that's Maybe. why I like that the idea of the cue thing is not. It, the coffee is not really a reward. It's just sort of a cue that like that's a pleasurable activity mm. that you're gonna do. And if you get yourself. Every morning you get up and First you do I that do this, task then and I then get you that. get your coffee. Right. You do sort of train yourself that like, yes. it's a reward, but not really. It's just more of like, this is the order in which I do it. And then I really, really enjoy that second thing. And it's that positive reaction sure. that you get after doing the thing that you didn't really want to do because you're tired and you're like, I'm not ready for this, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that it starts to feel actually exciting to get up and do the task thing. Sure, I because can see you that. get the coffee. I can, I yeah, no, I can see that on the small scale. I could see tricking myself into that. The it's the big scale consequence of you know uh, what whatever that happens to be. Yeah, uh, donate X amount of money to a political party that you don't agree with, for yeah, example, whatever, <laughs> like yeah. or whatever. It's like that kind of a thing. I'd be like, I'm not giving them any money. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, if you if you get to the end, you're like, well, I know I said that I was going to do that. I guess but at I'm that gonna... factor, it's best to have somebody who's 
a friend of yours who who wants only the best for you, right. hand them both checks. Oh and my god! Say, Don't even. That's a that's a good idea. No, but that's what you're. <laughs> that's su- the way. That's what you're isn't supposed. That what you did. That's what you're the way you're supposed to do it. Where like you actually. So let's say in this so you're example, not in, so you're she's not, not in control. You're not in control decision. of the consequence. I mean, right. she can always cancel the check, but yeah, that's I mean, true. At that point, come oh, on. Well, <laughs> but that that's what you're supposed to do. So I've heard you know real estate agents do things like um like I'm gonna write a check to my biggest competitor, and I'm gonna what? I'm gonna sign it, put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, give it to somebody and say, if I don't do this many sales or whatever your goal is, right, that you'll send this out. But what, what is the, yes, that can work. That can trick you into like, it's oh my like gosh. It's a scare tactic. It is. It is. <laughs> it's like That's what I was you're, saying. You're yeah. running away from this fear or running towards your goals away from the fear. I don't know. Yeah. But but that doesn't help you on the day to day. Like I still have to get up every day and do the activities that will lead to those results that I don't want to do. Right. So I don't know that it really helps you like build a habit or create a system for mm-hmm. yourself to to be your best every day. Yeah, it's just like a it's kind of a gimmicky thing. Yeah, to, it's, it, yeah, it's it's a real it's real big picturey and ethereal and not really something that focuses on my daily habits. It's yeah. like a it's it's a totally you have to still take all of those things on as well i got something in my eye yeah yeah i saw that twitching i can't think of anything that would reward me to go to the gym in the morning prepare my morning how i should be preparing it so that i'm don't you scoot on over and get a coffee or so i always like coffee is my favorite in the morning so if i go to the gym early enough because literally the razor people they leave a scooter in front of my house now all the time (laughs) they always bring that thing back in front of my house like it's mine so i can that's something that I can do because scooting around, that's something that would be an award for me that would make me happy and joyful to do. So if I get up and do this, I'll scoot myself over and get a coffee. All right. <laughs> hey, guys, let's uh, let's take a break so I can take this, whatever this is, my eye. Okay. Out. Are okay. you crying? No, I'm not, I'm not crying. There's no All crying right. in real estate. Let's take a break. And we're back. I, my eye is fine. If you guys were wondering <laughs> during the break, you're like, what, what happened to his eye? I've got to know. I've got to know. Nobody I'm was. Fine. Nobody was wondering, uh-huh. <laughs> but we're happy. You're okay. Okay. Um, so we were talking habits and organization and Kayla, you were mentioning during the break that you like my little, uh-huh. your weekly brain dumps that you give to me over the weekend so yeah well it's the same do you do it on saturday or sunday the same time as your it's whenever i'm planning out the week so like in my ideal world when i write out my schedule it's sunday morning that i'm doing my like planning out the week and then when i'm planning out the week i mean i'm trying to think forward of what might come up that would get in my way Mm -hmm. or what's going on that i know we need to attend to and then I'll write Kayla an email and be like, okay, this is what I need from you. Blah, 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 blah. And then I just dump it all out onto her and say, get all this done. Get it, get it done. No, I'm just um, <laughs> no, but that like both of us, for the most part, a lot of my priorities are aligned with your priorities because it's your business and they're the same files. Uh, so I, I know where some of the priorities are, but there are so many other priorities that get, that gets missed within the six hats that are in my world that, that email just brings it all into one. Like as long as as long as these priorities get done, both Catherine and I are happy. Yeah, and I that just sort of came naturally. Like I think, well, maybe it came from founder and the force multiplier a little bit. I actually don't remember it being in that, but I remember you started doing it because it got to a point where we things kept getting 
missed and yeah. gaps started to happen more frequently. And that was, I think it came out of frustration for both of us to get to start that, dump it all. And then I, I just like it. Yeah. Well, so it just helps me again. It helps me align what I know needs to happen. And then also, you know, a lot of times, especially when, we, when it comes to transactions specifically, there are things that I've had communication with a client about that, you know, Kayla doesn't necessarily know, mm -hmm. but she's the transaction coordinator. So she needs to know mm -hmm. because that's the only way she knows what next step needs to happen. Otherwise I'm bugging you, but yeah. you're in your time block and I can't bug you. So putting that all together and saying, here's where these things are at. And then also that's, that's the transaction part of that brain dump. And then there's also like, what else needs to happen? So I know on our marketing calendar, we need to do these certain things. So then I'm asking for like, you know, have we got this done or what else do we need here to make this happen? But compiling all of that, then I know we're starting the week out on the right foot mm -hmm. and that, yeah, that at the end of the week that, you know, even though we're not perfect all the time, we know that we're headed in the right direction. Yeah. We're, we're facing forward and we know our priorities for the most part. And if they are missed throughout the week, we know that whatever was missed obviously wasn't a fire enough to make something blow up. That's the other thing. Like, so that's sort of a recap email of like, here's where things are and here's what needs to happen for the next week. Yep. But then throughout the week, like one of the things that I think we do really well is just, you, you know, using folio that's to, to outline what's in progress with transactions. Folio is the, it's like an online, um, Website. Transaction. It's an online. online website. It's an, it's an online, online website. <laughs> Amy Trifolio. It's a transactional website that helps you keep the timeline of whatever it is that you're keeping a timeline for in line. Yeah. So it's basically it's By a timeline time. <laughs> of this uh, the events that need to happen in the transaction. And so, you know, if if I have a question during an evening or a weekend, I can go into that and see where things are at. What do you you have like timelines set up for? All your different clients and then yeah. keep Kayla as you complete Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. As you complete things on the list, it goes checked off in the folio yep. timeline. So Catherine can, Catherine so can see, see at any time and your clients probably, yeah. right? Yep. There's certain features that you can have hidden from the clients. And right. Just the if agents. there's just tasks oh, cool. within the office, yeah, yeah. then they don't need to And it goes cool. into their calendar too. And that's an extra calendar. So you can turn it off and on to see what items in that specific transactions are needed. And you know what's really awesome about that organizational tool that keeps us on track for transactions um, is that it automatically creates a folder in Gmail. It connects with Gmail and it creates a folder for that file and it will automatically um, filter the emails into that file folder if it recognizes the street address, the, the people who are the in emails, that. Yeah. Um, in that transaction. So that helps filter through so some of the email. So, okay. So Folio connects directly to Gmail. Gmail. Yeah. If yeah. You have it's a Gmail. an add-on. Yeah. No, only put the client's emails so that all the title agents um, and your assistant's emails don't get pulled into those folders. That's that's just a note to have if you're starting that's it. That's just guys. a pro tip. Yeah. Pro tip. Pro tip because what happens? A bunch of emails from different files get into the same folders because they have the one title agent who's the same title agent for three files. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so I love that for our transactions and we're, we're sort of transitioning to command 
yeah. for the transaction flow follow-up. And Command is the Keller, it's the Williams, Keller Williams platform. platform. And so before we totally get rid of Folio, because we're used to that. Is Folio free? No. no, we've been paying for over two years now. Yeah, it's not expensive though. Mm-hmm. So, would you recommend some an agent who was but working by themselves without anybody else? That's a good way to yeah kind of keep everything organized yeah. all the time. Yeah, make it, make it sure. clean and organize it from the get go. Yeah, outline your processes on paper and then put it as a template in your timeline, and boom, baby. <laughs> is it an app or is it just a desktop? It's just yeah, it's uh, it's not an, it's not an actual app. You can like it's a mobile version. Yeah, you can you save it as like a, you know, a button. Oh, that's what I did then. Yeah. I was like, I have a button of the leaf. Well, here's but I think a, I got it from a, the website, but it still, it takes you straight to the website, log in with your email and your password right. and boom, same thing. So easy, well, so that's, easy, easy peasy. So for those that you didn't know that, you can do that with um, most any tab, yeah. like in a, a website, you can save it as a, a button a on shortcut. your, a shortcut, yeah, essentially iPhone on your or Android. And then when you push that, sometimes it'll make you re-log in. But basically, it's like having an app on your phone because you just have the button right there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, again, I think it's really a good platform for a single agent for sure yeah. because you could put all your transactions in there. It's going to help keep your email clean. And then you've just got it on the go. You can just press that button on your iPhone and boom, yep. you're into it like as if it's an app. And you can update things. And, and as and, long um, as you set up the expectations. And the client can see everything. Of it being a resource to the clients. Just keep it filled with everything that you do for that file. So and clients see, that oh, might, they are that, really working on my behalf right now. Right. And that might save a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. I know that does for you guys. We're, we're always looking to shave off a few seconds wherever we can time-wise that those, you know, you, that buyer might not call you and say, hey, what's going on with this? If they know they can log into Foli- their Folio account yeah. and yeah. see exactly w- where where things are in the process. Yeah. So I think I think that's, that's cool. That's really good for that transaction stuff. And then I think, um, you know, again, yes, if you're a Keller Williams agent command, we're we're using it, but we haven't fully moved over because we they wanna- just started with the updates that we needed. Yeah. We have specific things that are expectations for our clients that I've, I've done for years. Like we have always had, even when I was a single agent, I had um, a private web page where clients could view the activities that we were doing. It just used to be a Google spreadsheet <laughs> and I would put it into a free Google site. Like I would embed the spreadsheet into the Google site and then update the spreadsheet. And then they had their own private web page. So this this is just the third iteration, I guess, of that same idea is that I wanted clients to always be able to see what I'm doing. Yeah. But this is a much more professional looking. Visual. Yes. Yeah. Than, than a spreadsheet. Um, and then also you can set like actual deadlines and be reminded and, and set email reminders for every little task that you have to create. Yeah. And then I think um, some listing organizational tools that we probably don't use at the fullest level, but I think they're awesome tools are like um, listings to leads it has a platform for advertising listings. So again, if you don't, you know, cause not everybody that listens is probably with Keller Williams, right? Mm-hmm. So Keller Williams has great advertising platforms because they run listings through the Keller Williams syndication service, which is a proprietary um, listing platform. But if you don't have access to that, there's things like real bird, or listings to leads where you can syndicate out listings to other websites. And then in listings to leads, what's really great is that you can actually, it's kind of a, it's kind of a checklist tool 
of the things you can do for your listing to advertise them. And so for a listing, you could just go in there, say, okay, it's a new listing. Here are the activities I need to do. And then have that as a just little, I'm done, checked off, did my things. Okay. Does it auto it auto do what do I do my eyes look like they've glazed over? Yeah, are we getting too <laughs> in the weeds with stuff? Well, I mean, I guess if you're an agent, you probably know the gobbledygook that you guys are talking about. <laughs> well, my my favorite tool, I think my favorite tool is Calendly. Yeah. I love it for interviews. Yeah. So you can create your schedule to whatever. Which and it's there's other um services like this now, but I think they were one of the first ones. And so as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, this is an amazing service because it's basically a calendar like, OK, I can send a link to somebody and they can choose what time works for them instead of the back and forth of like, are you available 2 p.m. or 4 p.m.? Still yeah. a really good script when you're on the phone. But yeah. um, but if if you need to go back and forth uh, that you can send them a link. It's going to only show the times you're available because it's it's syncing with your calendar. And then when they put in their information, or you can manually do it on your side too. You could book the appointment and say, does 2 p.m. or 4 p.m. work? They say 4 p.m. And then I go in and I book it for them and I choose the time. And then it's going to do the follow-up for me where it's going to send out the calendar confirmation with whatever link or you know video I want to send to them to prep for whatever appointment it is. And then it's going to also send a reminder. I can also set it up to text message them with a reminder. I can also set it up to send a follow-up email. And it's all automatic. Yeah. Once you yeah. set it up, it's all automatic. Yeah, for- it's automatically pulling from your whatever calendar you choose. And you can set up different events for and then have different timeframes. So for example, like listing consultation, X number of minutes. That's one event. Buyer consultation is a different amount of time potentially. And that's a separate event. And then because you're booking that specific event, they're going to get whatever whatever information you want them to have for that specific event. And then we did start, that was what we started using for um, scheduling interview calls was just sending them because I was doing this back and forth of like, do you have time for a phone interview? For it's, We're talking about a 15 minute phone screen and I'm like back and forth. 10 times to try and figure out a time that right. works well, we or figured you can out, just send them a link and say pick a time right well i mean we figured out that's how we do photos now too yeah, yeah. that's how the clients schedule their their photo appointments is they can go on and look and see what availability there is and then they can lock it in yeah i yeah that's my favorite and um it's good for all things <laughs> <laughs> Many hats within the organization can use Calendly. Yeah. And then I think the best for like recruiting or like um, if you're hiring would be the wise hire thing. I, which, I love this platform. Yeah. For it. I mean, there's a lot of applicants in there, but it's no complaining. No, no way. Uh, but it's so well organized that those the people that I don't want, they're off to the side and the people that I'm in progress for maybe like pending a response for to set up an appointment or people that I'm pending responses for the results for the assessment or people that I'm currently um, doing the assessment with. You can easily see how many people are in each of those different phases of the hiring process. And I love yeah, that. And you can and you can and you just move them, you drag them kind of like a Trello board. Mm-hmm. If, if you're familiar with Trello, it's like it's like that. So I can move somebody from applied to um, rejected maybe. <laughs> to maybe to qualify <laughs> um, to, yeah. to wait pending or whatever you set up. Yeah. And, and then you, you can, can create, create your own little 
tabs too. You can name them, whatever is your processes. And then template emails for like default rejection or default, you know, after the phone interview, what happens next? And you can set up these templates. So again, it's just whatever you can do to automate your life. I think that's part of this real estate, like figuring out how to be the best we can be is automating everything you possibly can because so much does get, you do get pulled in so many directions from different people that if you can automate everything else, then yeah, yeah it makes your life a lot easier. And we don't have time to get into it because we have to take a break, but uh, just think, always be thinking about, can I scale this up? What I'm doing right now, the way I'm handling this, if I had 10 more clients, could I do it? And if the answer to that is no, automate it. then it's time to automate. Yeah. So anyway, let's uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. The Think Live B team is an Orlando based real estate team with Keller Williams Realty at the Parks. We operate as a boutique style company with the resources of the largest real estate company behind us. Think Live B is looking for talented people like you to join our team. If you happen to live in the Orlando area and you're a detail oriented quick learner, then we might have a place for you. Whether you're a real estate agent or administrative professional, we are looking for individuals who are ready to work hard and ready for success. If you're ready to join the team, visit us at thinklivebee.com. And we're back. So I can say one more thing. Yeah, of course you can. <laughs> this is your podcast. It's I our just podcast. I just I just work here. It's our podcast. Um well, I was going to say one of the things that I've been doing for a long time now is um, I have a reminder on my phone that says time to check in with yourself and it's at 6 p.m. every day and we have it set up for two things. One is like it's it's like a sales tracker. So that's for, you know, when you want to track your numbers, it's a reminder that you should be winding down for the day, blah, blah, blah. But that's not what I'm talking about. The other reason I have that reminder is it's time to check in with yourself and then I have a Slack um notification that comes to me at 6 p.m. that is a, a Google form that I go to and I fill out and it's just like personal questions like did you read today did you work out today did you eat healthy like in what I qualify as that in my world and I just answer the questions for myself and then I'm done and it takes like two seconds but I have that phone reminder and it it reminds me every single day to do it and the slack comes right after it so I really haven't missed that specific tracker in a really long time. So I can see my my growth in, in those areas where I want to improve because I'm just constantly reminding myself to keep that front of mind. So again, it's the tracker is just there to sort of, it's, it is, it's really just to check in and see, did you do these things? And there's no like bad or guilty feelings if I didn't, I just kind of do it. But it reminds me that that's what I'm working towards every day. So it sounds like it's best to have a, a good reminder at a time that you should be getting ready to kind of dwindle down in your home and have it easily accessible from that point. Yeah. Well, the I think the reminder on the phone is the cue and then the Slack comes through. So it makes it really easy for me to do. Yeah. So I don't have to go find find my planner yeah. if you're in, or any of that stuff. If you're outside on the back patio, you don't have to go get up, get your laptop. If you have your phone in your hand, it's yeah, right there. I can just do it right there. Be done. Be done. Or if my phone's not in my hand at six, whatever, when the next time when I'm when I am starting to wind down, it just says time to check in with yourself. Yeah. And I know it's the cue. 
And then I know dinner's coming soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's my little reward. <laughs> Are you guys ready for a new segment today? Sure. Yeah. Is nice. it fun? I, I, I don't know. We've never done it before. Okay. We're going to see. It better be fun. <laughs> it's time to play everyone's favorite guessing game, the top 10. Our contestants will take turns guessing the top 10. The first person to make a mistake loses the round. The contestant that wins the most rounds wins the game. Let's get ready to play. All right, the top 10. Top 10. New game. Okay. Okay, so we're going to go one at a time and take turns. Kayla. I have to ask a question. Was that you? Yeah. (laughs) I know. He sounds so excited about it. He sounds so pepped up about this. This isn't Pat. (laughs) It was. It was. That's awesome. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Kayla, you will start us off today. You are allowed to make, both of you, each of you, are allowed to make two wrong guesses. And then after that, you'll lose the round. Whoever wins the most rounds wins the game. Okay. 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 Got to do this. Oh, now Um, I'm nervous. The spookiest holiday Filled with Draculas and Frankensteins is right around the corner. This week's theme is Halloween. Wow. Okay. Halloween. I, I know. I know it's early for Halloween, but I don't care. Hey. I, I, um, it's in the soul all days. I know. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, let me see here. Do we need to fill, fill time? No, no, no. I got it. I got it. Okay. So this is the first question. According to candystore.com, these are the top... 10 most popular Halloween candy. They worked with industry distribution partners to determine the top candies in every state from the last 12 years. They then took the data of the top three candies from every state and calculated a weighted average to determine the top selling candies in America during the Halloween holiday season. Okay, so, but there's a hint with this one. Okay. Okay, the hint is they don't all have hints, but this question does. There is only one traditional candy bar, okay. chocolate candy bar, in the list of top ten. Okay. Okay. Fair so enough. I won't name off six different candy bars. I don't. Yeah. So you don't have to name off six different ones. Can I ask you a question? So this is what the most popular for sales, not for kids. Like. Right. It's the. Sa- <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it'd be impossible to, to check what kids you you'd have. Survey. Children. You'd have to survey children, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, so. Mom. Okay. Okay. Right. Who goes okay. first? So Kayla? Kayla, you go first. Okay. Tootsie roll. Did I do that right? Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look through this and see. Oh goodness! I know it's. I know. I didn't get the first one. <sighs> I had like. No, sh- he's got a. Uh, I know, but if it's not there, I'm surprised that you um, you chose that. Well, that one's in a lot of bags. <laughs> it's <laughs> like when you buy the big. Oh, are you kidding me? That's. That I think not, that's a loser. That sound. is the loser sound. <laughs> That that is not one of the top oh, ten. Oh wow! I need to get a recount. Candies. That is well now. Now I'm like, hmm, yeah. Good luck next. Okay, well I'm gonna say <laughs> Snickers. Snickers. Oh yes. <laughs> All right. Snickers is the one candy bar. I assume almost, so. Of course. Okay. Almost two million pounds. Well, good. I was sold. gonna say Baby Ruth. <laughs> get that one out of the way already. Ooh, those um, are good candy bars, though. I'm gonna say Starburst. Interesting choice. I think she's just choosing candy she likes. <laughs> oh, okay. Starburst okay. is in there. Uh, originally called Opal Fruit when launched in Britain in 1960. Oh, interesting. Silly. Okay, okay. I'm going to go with Sweet Tarts. Sweet Tarts? Uh-huh. 
What? Not Take in the top that. 10. Boo. <laughs> Kayla? Skittles. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Skittles? Little fun size packs. Yeah. Okay. Skittles, number one on the list. Yeah. First oh, wow. debuted in 1980. Uh, they are the they are more popular today than ever before. They're also the top selling candy with three point three million pounds sold on average. Skittles every are really season. good. They're, it's just, they're one of they're my just, favorites. They they don't they all taste the same, right? <laughs> they, do they do not. <laughs> no, taste. Taste. They do not all taste. They do not. Okay, my turn. Um, I'm gonna guess M and M's. M and M's. Yes, classic. It's a classic. Okay. M and M's is on the list. Okay, <laughs> okay Kayla. Kayla. Come on. Okay, I'm going to say um, Dum Dums. Oh, the little suckers? That mm-hmm. was going to be my next. Oh. Dum Dums is not and on the list. And we're out. So, that, oh, yeah. Yeah, so the uh, the uh, the ones that were left were Hershey's Kisses. I was going to say. Oh, really? That, but it's like it melts. S- sour- I don't pass out Hershey Kisses, guys. They melt. Okay. Sour I, Patch Kids. Oh, that's really? a good one. I've never gotten Sour Patch Fun Kids as a, as a kid. Uh, Tootsie Pops. I, I oh. was gonna guess that it was it had to have been a sucker somewhere. Hot, hot tamales, which I thought was weird, that but really that weird. must be regional. Evil, evil. Adults it could be, it could be regional. Um, candy back. corn. Yeah, that, that was, was an gonna... awful one. I love candy corn. And I'm just kidding. The Who other, the saying? other one that was left was Reese's peanut butter cups. So that yeah. one's a good. That's a good one. Wow. I don't know where my head was. I'm really surprised about the dum dums though, because those do those come and in the bags been around too for a long time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Question number two. <laughs> okay. The great pumpkin is a supernatural figure who rises from the pumpkin patch on Halloween evening and flies around bringing toys to sincere and believing children. In 1966, the American primetime animated television special based on the comic strip The Peanuts by Charles M. Schultz debuted. According to Hollywood.com, who are the top 10 Peanuts characters? Yay. Now, Catherine, it's your turn to go first. Okay. Get it over with. The top 10 Peanuts characters. I mean, are there that many characters? I mean, I... Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would say... Just pick one. Charlie Brown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'd been so that sad. That is correct. Lionel. That's his name, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's not his name. That What's his name? That is not a character. It's not Lionel. What? Is, I don't. I think you can't know because. Oh. Um, Lucy. That is correct. Okay, Snoopy. Oh, that's a good one. That was an easy one. <laughs> oh, what's it? that? Oh, what's that girl's name? Oh no, P- Patty. Peppermint Patty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Susie. <laughs> she just she just gave the, up on that. The one. other ones were Woodstock, Marcy. Oh, we're, Marcy! Marcy was the name of the blonde, right? Uh, or the, no, Marcy had glasses. The glasses, okay. Uh, Franklin, uh, Sally. That's the blonde. That's Sally. Charlie Brown's sister. Okay. Uh, and uh, Linus. Linus. Oh and Schroeder. Linus. I love Linus. <laughs> I saw but, Lionel. And you loved him so much you couldn't remember his name. <laughs> hey, men, get used to it. It happens. <laughs> okay, so Catherine got that one too? Yes. Okay. Next. Uh, oh, do, I, do I need to throw it so I don't look No. Cool? Next don't que- throw it. That makes me more mad. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Whether it's jump scares, sinister villains, or de- depictions of looming specter of evil, these classic classics hit the horror sweet spot. 
Next time you're watching a modern horror movie, it's worth remembering the newcomers to the genre owe a huge debt of gratitude to the flicks which walked so they could run. According to shortlist.com, these are the top 10 classic popular horror movies. Okay, there's a hint. Although some of these movies have been remade or have had sequels, the originals were all released before 1995. Okay, this one might be difficult. Are you going first? Yeah. Okay. I just got done watching Pet Cemetery, so I'm going to say The Shining. <laughs> Is The what? Shining on the list? That's so funny <laughs> that you. I was like... What? I know it's because it's Stephen King. I know, understand, <laughs> but you, Pet Cemetery is a horror movie, so I was expecting was you to say Pet Cemetery, <laughs> but you said so. I'm going to say The Shining. Oh come on, come on! That is not on the list. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Is that a horror? It's like a, it's a thriller, it's a brain twister. These are, yeah, these would be. It's a horror movie. Okay, well, I'm going to go with Halloween. Halloween. I got one. <laughs> that is correct. What is the name? Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> I was fighting that one. I couldn't figure out the name. That is correct. It's like okay. Freddy. Freddy. So, um, Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. Oh. Not on the list. Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth. That Uh-oh. is correct. Uh oh. Oh, my chest man. hurts. <laughs> now you said made before 1995. How many was that? Four? I'm not sure. I'm Neither. just keeping track of. Um, well, I mean, I'll say Pet Cemetery. I'm going <laughs> to steal yours from earlier. Better not be on. Okay. Oh, I, I would have been upset. <laughs> I would have walked right out of the studio. Uh, I'm going to say. Wait, no, I lost. I had... Oh, that was it? Yeah, that I had it? two. Carrie. Oh. oh, Carrie, yeah. Um. Well, it it wouldn't fall into the category. It's not 95, is it? That just came out. 97? No. No way. It's a classic. I was 12 years oh. old the first time I watched it. Yeah, but that's that was awful. That's, that was, that's like a TV movie. That's not. Yeah, it was. A, it was. And that's yeah. not a cla- what something that I would call a classic. So here, here are the leftovers that you guys did not get. Okay. Child Play. Yuck. Candyman. Oh. Psych- that one did I don't scare look me. in the mirror. Psycho. Oh. Carrie. Carrie. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, no, thank you. The Exorcist. Nope. And Gremlins. Oh, that one's cute. I like that one. <laughs> I know. I the Gremlins one was weird, but that I figured I, I didn't. I I I when putting this together, I never really saw you guys getting all ten of them. Yeah. So I don't even have a rule for what happens if that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just right. Wait. So is that the third question? That's a, nope. That's the third question. We got two more. Okay. Okay, okay. So I wasn't ready to just you, lose yet. You have a chance to come back. Yeah. Right? Oh, totally. Ooh. Absolutely. Um. Okay. The word phobia comes from the Greek word phobos, which means fear or horror. Uh, what's this word? <laughs> Am Amhaniophobia is a term rooted in ancient pagan traditions, particularly those with Celtic druids. It's defined as a persistent, abnormal, and unwarranted fear of Halloween. What are the top 10 most common phobias? Mm-hmm. Now, you don't have to Me. know the actual phobia name. You can, right. you can say fear of blank. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Kayla, it's... Is it Kayla's turn to go I think, first? I think it's mine. It's your turn? Okay. Go. Spiders. 
spiders. They're terrible. I hate they them. They don't like the color blue. <laughs> they don't like the color blue. That is correct. Okay. Heights. Fear of heights. Fear of heights. It better be on there. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say snakes. <laughs> the fear of snakes. <laughs> just going to go with all the... Spiders is arachnophobia, guys. Just putting that in there. It's a good that movie. That was a movie. That's a good movie. I was, was that was going to be one of my choices. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, fear of tight spaces, claustrophobia. Fear of small spaces. Small spaces. That's a good one. Okay, I'm going to say... I got a lot of fears. I'm going to say fear <laughs> of death. Fear of death. Ooh. Oh, really? Not on the list. Okay. Fear of uh, stage fright. Public speaking. Fear of public speaking. I think we're looking into Kayla and my brains I know, today. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I do like heights, though, guys. Are you kidding me? Oh. That's, I'm telling you what the top 10 most Jeepers. common phobias are. Fear of flying. Oh, Fear of flying. <sighs> Ooh. Fear of... Um, Oh, crap. <laughs> Fear of not the water, but like the depth of the water. Um, I don't have a word to put it into a word for you guys, but the fear, fear. of swimming in the ocean with no bottom. <laughs> fear of swimming in the ocean with no bottom. You have bottoms on, but there's no bottom. <laughs> Dang it. Wait, so is that two? I, I think Kayla, I think did you get two? two? Yeah. yeah you got okay. Two. The other ones are um, the fear of holes, which I just heard about. That's well, I'm listening to a, a podcast. Somebody has this fear, and it's about these. It's about like little tiny holes that are really close together. So like it like it says uh, the individual avoids objects such as coral, sponges, meters, dried <laughs> yeah like dried honeycomb, and pretty much everything that has holes in it. That's really isn't strange. that a we- isn't that a weird one? Um, the fear, uh, mysophobia, mere fear of germs, um, astrophobia, the fear of thunder and lightning, the, which a lot of animals have, Gage, yeah. um, the fear of dogs. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Blessed be. Did we say, and we said fear of heights? Yeah. Right? And the, so that was it. So you guys did pretty good on that That's one. Yeah, bad. we did. Yeah. All right. Last question. Okay. So where are we at? I'm winning. With three, three, three to, to one. one. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So this is just for just for, for favor, for fun, for bra- bra- bragging rights. <laughs> Adults may ooh and ah at new clever ideas, but children like what they like, and that doesn't change much. Explain Phil Rist. Uh, Phil Rist. Prop. What's that say? <laughs> you wrote it. I know. You literally wrote it. You gotta get some glasses. We're gonna get you some Oh, because oh, it's a weird word. It's it's Prosper Insights Executive Vice President for Strategy. Halloween celebrations are primarily for children, and we see many of the same costume choices year after year, Riss said. What were the ten most popular kid costumes in 2019? Ooh, kid costumes in, in 2019. Well, I'm gonna Dang lose it. this yeah. one. So la- right. last year. Last year, most popular. Okay. You go first. They really and remember, go off. remember what I said though. It said children like what they like, and that doesn't change much. That's yeah. true. Okay. Okay. You go first. I'm going to say um, a witch. A witch. It's a good one. Ooh. Okay. Got it. I'm going to say a zombie. A zombie. 
What? Vampire. 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 Okay, I'm going to say princess. Princess. <laughs> um, I'm ow, I'm going to say a mummy. Not all. Um, okay. What? <laughs> okay. I was going to say not all of them are just generic. They do oh, branch well, out. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, 2019. 20, what happened? Kids. What are kids like nowadays? Oh man. I know I'm speaking to the choir here. Um I'm feeling really stuck here. <laughs> Throw it out there. An angel. I don't know. Probably should have chosen devil. Damn it. <laughs> a, de- right. a devil one would probably be more suitable. Oh, is, a that devil, it? is that it? Scooby Doo. Who's popular in uh, Han Solo? Kids well, like Star that's Wars true. Nowadays. It's Star Wars. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Chewbacca. Well, it's all just Star Wars oh, in just general. Oh, Star Wars? Oh, that's cool. what we put in. Yeah. And then Iron Man. Oh, superheroes. Batman. Frozen. Oh, man. I can't believe Frozen. That's oh. a princess. <laughs> I can't well, believe She's a queen. Actually. I was going to say Elsa. And pirate. Oh, a pirate's a good one. I was a pirate. I can't believe I didn't get Batman. My brother must have been Batman like 10 <laughs> times. And I was, I was Batgirl once. <laughs> Just and my mom like hand sewed the little um mask, <laughs> and he had one that was made of rubber, like it was the real deal. Oh, like a big cowl over yeah. his head, kind of thing. Yeah, this is the real deal. I think my favorite was Megara from Hercules. <laughs> Megara, my friends call me Meg. Well, at least they would if I had any. I, I have no idea what you're talking Disney. about. Disney. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> Small win. Small win. Small win. Yeah. Well, I'll go. Okay. So right before we decided to do this podcast today, I we were talking about organization and stuff, and I cleaned the garage, which has not been... We did a lot of work on this studio before it was a studio, did some work on a rental house, and everything just got thrown back into the garage. So tools were everywhere and boxes of screws and nails and everything you can imagine was just like a bomb went off in there. So I pulled everything out of there this morning and I took the entire day and put everything back in its place. Nice. And I feel I know. it was not fun. It sounds was, like fun. It was not fun at all, but it's done now. And now uh, I... Everyone has a home. Well, yeah. Now everything is is organized, and and I that's that anxiety is gone of walking back there every trying to find something. So cool. Yeah. Well, you the way you said before we decided to do this as if it's not scheduled and we know exactly what is happening. <laughs> well, sometimes we change the time. Well, sometimes we or do the day. We do. We do. Kayla, okay, you got a small win. A uh, small win would probably be just getting back on track with my productivity. And last night I did my time lapse of Lake Eola, which I haven't done in a while. So it was nice to see the sunset in the time lapse. Uh, it was a nice pink sky last night with the clouds. Nice. What is it? Sunday sit day? Sundown sit day. Sundown sit day. Um, what's my small win? I would say um, last week we closed a buyer that is just like she she was a past client and we're also selling her house. So I helped her buy her first home helped her, you know, list and sell that one and and buy this new one. So she closed on this new one and 
she's just the most positive person in the world and it's just a pleasure it's such a pleasure to work with repeat and referral business like that so small win getting her exactly what she wanted in an awesome location and happy for her great yeah hey guys remember to rate and review us on itunes it helps new listeners to find us you can also send questions or stories to us at our website on seekingthebest.com. You can even leave a voicemail that we will play on the show. Send us a tweet and seek the best. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Send us a tweet at seek the best pod. And for Cat Kale and myself, thanks for listening and we'll figure this all out next week. Adios. Bye. This has been a Think Live Be production.